When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where like every week, we break down the Peloponnesian War. Uh, mm-hmm. we really, we're moving battle to battle, as we've been doing for months now. Um, yes, are you excited? Do you have anything you can say? I, I had to study that in a college class, so I mean, I guess we could do a podcast on it, and then I'll just try and guess what the real facts were. We could, or we could talk about what our namesake is, and that's talk about Marvel stuff. I think that's probably a better... I know way more about that. We know way more about that. We'll do that then. My name's Coach. With me, as always... Josh Kennedy from Facebook. And joining us back... It's Ron. It's Ron. Ron, Ron missed uh, one of his weeks, so it seems like he's been gone a while, even though he really only missed one episode. Ron, there's been a lot of news, though, the time you've been gone. Um, some True. things have come out. Some news has come out. I'm going to give you one minute and 43 seconds on the clock to riff starting now. Except yeah. I'm going to talk over you the whole time so you don't actually get a minute for That does sound like something we would do. So get yeah. like more exactly. time is running right now, so I don't know what's going That's on. That's something we would do. Um, yeah, I'll say this. And I probably um, will do it. My favorite time. Marvel news from the last year or two, X-Men 97 coming Ooh. back. I was already saying the other day to a friend how I should rewatch that show, and now I'm probably going to delay it so that by the time I finish it, it just bleeds into the reboot. Um, stupid excited for that to the point where it like makes me want to read X-Men comics again. It just like is all the nostalgia for me. Um, and then secondly, um, Oscar Isaac, I think is one of the most handsome men that's ever existed. Uh, I'm pumped for Moon Knight. Those are my, my two things. Big takes there. Big takes by Ron. Really controversial. The, the internet is, yeah. has been a buzz about how terrible X-Men 97 Yeah, is. I thought for sure Ron um, was going to say I Am Groot was going to be his upcoming thing yeah. he's looking forward to the most. I don't know if you know this, Ron, but yeah, the internet has universally panned X-Men as one of the worst cartoons of all time. Um, so yeah. Development. I'm kidding. Obviously not. All time. Yeah. Special yeah. Okay. If you wanna, you know, and, well, except, except for Batman the Animated Series. That's worse. Oh, yeah, that's probably uh, and, the worst show of all time. Uh, yeah, no wonder I grew up so messed up. I'm actually wearing a Batman sweater right now. What up? <laughs> I love it. All right, well let's uh let's jump in into some some Marvel stuff. And I'm glad to have Ron back. It's going to be exciting. Um, uh, obviously Hawkeye. Ron, you're all caught up on Hawkeye, yeah? Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's I what I'm like definitely caught up on Hawkeye. Um, yeah. So this episode was uh, it's only got to see one episode this time, but it was it was emotional. It was yep. uh, got some good action. Definitely had mm-hmm. a couple of really cool action scenes in it. So uh, as we always do, we want to be different than other podcasts. So we're not just going to break the episode down chronologically. I'm going to ask right. you guys some questions. And the first question I think that needs to be answered is, did the emotion of Hawkeye needing to beg for Christmas hit? Because I feel like that's what the episode wanted. That's what the show wants. Well, that was one specific scene more than anything else. But I, I think like it that's hit what the whole story is well. kind of revolving. I mean, not the yeah, story I mean, itself, but... the I think the most important thing about this episode was the fact that it's like a backdoor pilot for the Echo show. So that's I liked that part a lot. Well, that's the very beginning. Lame. I want to focus on I this show, it. not the future. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. This episode was awesome. Uh, the kid scene where Kate Bishop essentially had to translate for him because his uh, his hearing aid was broken. It it was emotional enough. I bought into it. They're both pretty solid actors, and it was interesting. Um, we didn't actually get to hear the boy's voice. I thought that was a that was a cool hmm. way to it could, do it. It was muffled a little bit in the background. Yeah, it's 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 kind of how he would hear it without the hearing aid. So it was a little weird. I I, th- I thought it was cool the way they shot it. Um, I thought it was emotional for different reasons. I think him getting home for Christmas is the trope that the show is using and not in like a funny way necessarily, but emotionally speaking, I think we've kind of seen pieces of that though. Like in, you know, Endgame for Hawkeye's obviously about him getting his family back, um, in a more dramatic way. So I think Hawkeye actually, at least for Clint's point of view is more about him reckoning with his time as Ronan and him mourning the loss of his best friend, Nat, and him reflecting on his 20 years um, or whatever it is and his career and kind of grappling with 
um, the life that he has chosen for himself in spite of his family. And from that standpoint, I'm hoping we get deeper into that over the next few episodes, but I think the show did a good job with that. Um, especially given how little time we've actually seen him with his family, especially given, you know, how much of his backstory we've just heard about. We haven't seen, like given all those things, I think the show did a, did a good job. Um, with that, I think this is the most I've cared about Hawkeye. So I would yep. say that's a success. Ron, that's why you're on the show. Uh, not, I, I just didn't remember really either that they do spend a lot of time talking about his, his loss of Nat and things like that. So you, you guys are both right and that I'm focusing too much on the trope that is getting home for Christmas. That's um, yeah. Cause I, mean, I love the way Ron just phrased that it hundred percent was uh, it's like, it's the trope. It's, it's the side thing that the audience can really identify with, but there's a lot more layers to it, which just, I just love the really good so writing. Much. Yeah. Um, it's, great. So, it's so good. Everything about Christmas. Um, Another controversial opinion. Yeah. No, yeah. Big time controversial opinion. This episode, I mean, we got to see echo, you know, in, at the end of episode two, but we got right. to really see echo in this episode without mentioning the crime Lord who may or may not be associated with daredevil yes. without mentioning that. What did we think of echo? I thought she was awesome. I loved everything about her. Uh, it was fun to see that she chose to do life the way she did. It started out where she wanted to go to a deaf school, but then she kind of got used to living in society without the assistance of hearing aids and translators and stuff. And it kind of, toughened her up and made her even more of a like formidable fighter and her uh, having the prosthetic leg that was just a little addition that um, further you know just makes the character more fun to root for i'd say hmm. um first of all is she echo yet i don't think no. she's by that name yet. i don't think she's echo yet. no, we, no, no, no. We know um right i loved it um i think i love that the last probably few years or so, Marvel's done a lot more representation with its villains because right now she is our big villain of the show for the moment. Um, and and yeah, I'm waiting for the for turn because yeah, she really is. She does play like kind of a villain in the show, and I I can appreciate. No, she's. I mean, for the moment, for the moment, she is she is the villain yeah. of the show. And mm-hmm. I mean, in her we have somebody who doesn't have uh, both their legs, who's um, harder of hearing, even you know deaf. Um, harder of hearing than, than Hawkeye, um, who I believe uh, supposed to be some kind of Native American um, who's female. And I think um, I mainly like that we have more female villains in uh, the TV shows recently. I haven't loved all of them. Looking at you, Carly Morgenthau. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the best Marvel villains, um, and I, you know, probably given her comic history and given the upcoming spinoff show, she will not stay a villain. But for the moment, she is. I think the best villains in Marvel ones where we see things from further point of view, Thanos, Killmonger, uh, Wang Wu, if I'm saying his name right, we've all um, seen things from their point of view, like starting movies from their point of view, seeing things with their family. We're getting the same thing with her. Um, And so, yeah, I loved it. Um, I'm very interested to see what they do with her. Yeah, I was also reminded of a Killmonger. So that was a a good shout there. It kind of like they're taking the idea of having – a villain you can really almost root for uh michael fassbender's magneto in the x-men movies was also very much that type of role where they they have forgivable things going on behind the scenes which is very much the case with uh, most bad people even real life i mean very few people are truly evil so it's it's good to lean into that instead of just having you know hans gruber or some other yeah, all oh, this guy's German. He's he's a villain. This guy's <laughs> Korean. He's the villain. It's I'm glad we're getting some depth there. Yeah, I gotcha. I feel you there. Um, now we can talk about the specific, you know, the possibility that is almost guaranteed to be. Uh, the oh, you mean you King mean Kingpin? King you mean Vincent D'Onofrio yeah, finally coming back? Let's go. Um, hand cameo. <laughs> game. But my my question is is less. Do we think he's going to be in it? Well, no, no doubt. And how much he's in it. We don't really aren't really gonna know, but I hope I not that much. Curious. I I really honestly hope he is developed as like an overarching villain as opposed mm-hmm. to just being like a one off type of thing for this show. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I agree. I hope the same thing. But my question is, do we think tying her to him? Do we think that lessens her at all? Are we like did it, it seem like oh you got to no. uncle? 
Um, I think it's because it's the the uncle, and there's not there's there's obviously a relationship there though, Mm -hmm. but it's not a hundred percent definitive of her personality or her character. It's more of just one of those connections type of thing where like Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch are both awesome characters by themselves. The fact that they're siblings adds to that. I think it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. I, I don't think so. First of all, I would love if this spoiler is not true and they're just giving out fake spoilers just to psych us out. I I just think that would be hilarious. Um, like my hand. I if the next Spider Man movie just literally has one Spider Man, I would lose my mind in the best possible way. I think would, I would just. Oh, I'm think, riding. I'm I would riding. just think it's. I would just think it's funny. Um, yeah, for no, twelve seconds, think, and then I would be mad. Yeah, most Marvel shows have more than one villain. Um, usually, one's a little more sympathetic than the other. Mm-hmm. And so, first of all, if you want to have a character that's kind of villainous and then get them to turn, that's an interesting way to do it, um, which we haven't seen with a lot of other villains. Right, we've seen them kind of the possibility of redemption and then not really happen. Um, and so usually to do that, you need a kind of another um, worse villain. I'm thinking like Kylo Ren and Palpatine, for instance. Um, and um, if it is, uh, we all think it is, uh, he's a fantastic actor. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think giving uh, two villains a connection to me makes a lot more sense than just like, they're kind of not connected to, to one another. Um, right. So hard to say, cause we haven't seen it yet, but I don't necessarily think it's going to lessen her. Okay. Last question I'm going to ask you guys about, uh, sort of about her, but not just can't just be what she creates in the show. Um, as wildly successful as things like quiet place was. And uh, I actually just watched like Godfather trilogy recently. And there's uh, an epic scene in there where he like screams silently in Godfather 3, which is probably the only good scene in that entire movie. It reminds me of how effective silence can be. And with her being in the show, and now with Hawkeye's stuff, is anyone, everyone like the trope that, obviously, because he's deaf, she has to be deaf, gotta have the villain in the, in the hero. I don't, I don't see that as a trope, personally. I, I see it as, like, they kind of, they, they explain the way that he has some hearing loss, but he's not I deaf. I don't think... I, I mean, it is kind of interesting that they're both in the same show, but I don't think that the reasoning's related. I think it's more like both of these characters happen to have this disability. Oh. We're going to lean into it a little bit in the show. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, my, my question is, do we do we think that, A, they're going to continue to use this whole side? Because I think they used it in two or three scenes this last episode. This idea of like silence to more powerful moments. Um, we saw like the her spying on groaning was like in silence. Mm-hmm. I think it added to the scene. Uh, like we already talked about the the son on the phone one. I think the silence added to that scene. Do we think it's something that they're going to continue to go back to? Do we think it's it's a good idea? We want them to keep doing it. Yeah, uh, we kind of wish they would just ignore it. And I mean, on. I think Marvel's just taking notes from John Krasinski, and you already mentioned a quiet place where they saw how successful and how it's a level of suspense that cinema and tv shows seem to have kind of forgotten about it used to be a lot bigger of a deal because we used to have silent films so you had to have dynamic visuals and now we're kind of getting back to that now Mm. which i can appreciate yeah i like it maybe if we overused it i wouldn't but to me it's a little bit like um also in this episode having um one take shots not one take shots but um unbroken shots where yeah if everything used that all the time i get sick of them but they don't because they're hard to pull off and you have to think creatively. So I'm not sick of him yet. Um, so I love it. I'm here for it. Um, I, th- I think for both characters, it, it also is a part of their character beyond just like a thing for her. It's, um, you know, the idea of her having to fit into two worlds, which I think will be more than just a hearing thing. I was going to say that as well. It's, it's like a crime lifestyle and then she's going to yeah. kind of see the benefit. I'm curious if she even truly knows that she's surrounded by villains she seems smart enough but i mean if you're born into something it can be kind of hard so, to take you know yeah, especially when of yourself one, your dad and you got to exactly yeah the sorry your dad was a, bad, well, and was a bad guy what i love about this too um so i think the other similarity between these two characters is like hawkeye uh is like not the greatest superhero morally um if he's to be believed and if we think as ronan he just went around just like slaughtering people um 
So I find that like interesting that there may be two sides of the same coin. You can like argue that. And I think it'll be interesting to see if they dive into that more. I also think for him, his loss of hearing is a part of his character. It's from like the last 20 years of um, him, like putting his life on the line all the time for people. So I think for both these characters, all of these things kind of play a role in who they are. And so then it makes sense to play around with their points of view in that as well. I liked the uh, the ASL scene where uh, the she knows for full well how to do ASL and Hawka is just like I like ice cream or whatever he said. He said he did a <laughs> sign because he, he doesn't know how to sign very well yet, which I hasn't, found hasn't very mastered funny. yet. Uh, I just found that funny. All right, as we continue on the the character uh, the character train here, do we feel that Kate Bishop was getting a little too sidelined? Do do we think she she missed out on any time to grow In this, this episode? In this episode, maybe she got kind of sidelined a little bit, but she did have the scene with Hawkeye and his son. So she was prominently featured there. And then the escape in the car where she was shooting the arrows and stuff. And, hey, we're communicating that whole line thing. Like she she was she was clearly there. I she wasn't the main focus anymore. And Jack, you know, I mean, there's no spoilers here. At the very end, we finally get mention of Jack again. So I it, I think we're just going to this was, like I said, kind of a backdoor uh, intro to Echo, and we're gonna move forward with Kate Bishop being a more prominent role next episode. Yeah, I think a TV show you can more easily sideline somebody for a bit without it right. being weird. If you do that for like the middle shook of a movie, that can get a it little gets super strange. weird. Yeah, um, a TV show you can get away with it more. I also think, I still think it's up for debate uh, who the protagonist of this show is. Is it Kate Bishop or yeah, is it Clint? And um, I think for a while, people were like, oh, it's definitely Kate's. I'm not convinced of that. I think probably. Um, but, you know, if by the end of this show, it turns out that we just started with more Kate at the beginning and set up her backstory and then continue to set up other characters' backstories throughout. Really and just not show. Show as much. That's, okay, that's okay with me. We're going to see more of her down the road, I think, probably no matter what. So if she gets sidelined, that's okay. We still, I think we don't know Clint Barton that well yet. So, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Important thing to know here, though, is that we we still haven't seen Yelena at all. So she's going to kind of get another villain-esque role coming up here soon. And I think that is going to help develop Kate's character even a little bit. Because we're going to lean into this whole Young Avengers thing. I think everyone is kind of reading the tea leaves here where that's 100% where the MCU is going. So I just wanted to make sure we don't forget about her. All right, we're halfway through the show. Um Show's timeline three to six episodes. So far, do we think it's is it, is it worth um, recommending to a friend? First off, is it a worth recommending to a Marvel fan, and then b is it worth recommending to non Marvel fans? I mean, a is an automatic yes because every if you're a Marvel fan, you gotta you gotta watch the shows. I mean, you're I um, no, Whatever. but I know this one should be featured. I would I should I would say, but b um. I can only speak from personal experience, but my wife isn't a huge Marvel fan and she watched WandaVision with me, but she didn't watch Loki or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but she's really enjoying Hawkeye. So I can really kind of from experience pitch it to people that aren't as big of a fan of this whole universe thing. It doesn't have too many like tie-ins that you really need to understand everything. It's another one of those shows where it's secluded, but not secluded. Uh, Yeah. So there's that. And then also, unlike the other Marvel shows, it's not animated, it's not super science fiction-y, and it doesn't seem to that it's going to get super political. Um, and those are all things I love, um, but I think it's probably... Uh, it's very so pro-arrow, most- though, you know what I mean? It's like very pro-bone arrow. Yeah. A, I know a deep-cut political stance right now. It's very... Divided. Yeah, really, really, they might as well just be anti-gun. God. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's more accessible than the other shows. Um, it's more lighthearted. I think you don't have to maybe think as hard about it potentially. Um, yeah. So I think from that standpoint, I have no reason not to recommend it to people so far. All right, fair enough. I'm, right. Fun, I'm enjoying I'm it. Having a good enjoy it. I'm also I'm also enjoying it. So there's no yeah, I think I'm enjoying it more than uh, I might have been the other shows. At least at, at this point, we'll see yeah. by the end if that changes. And but. one of the things that I'm super enjoying is uh, the action's fun. I think it's one of the reasons I liked Hawkeye idea as a show coming in. This episode had a couple of really cool action scenes. So well, fun. Yep. 
No doubt. Sort of like two action scenes I kind love of combined into one. The, the Pym Arrow. That was so great. So fun. That so was so great. fun. I loved yes. it. I'm, her not knowing which arrow she's grabbing, I think is hilarious. Um, the USB arrow was a scene. <laughs> her trying to figure out the plunger arrow, like what that's about. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the, it's it's fun. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It's just a fun show that that isn't like all just fun. That has some good characters, some heart to it as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So the car scene was the scene that we uh, we got previewed to us in the Disney Plus days. Um, yes. So if you're wondering, Josh, what you missed when you didn't watch that, you pretty much just missed that scene. Although now that we, you, during the preview of it, you didn't get this realization that he couldn't hear, um, which I thought was clever by then to be able to put that exact scene in a preview and not spoil not the fact that he was deaf. You didn't really understand it, but now you watch it back, you're like, oh yeah, he is definitely like talking to no one <laughs> really listening. So it's, it's interesting and it, it was pulled off well. I love the, I love the jokes about trying not to smash that car and it got smashed anyway i wish i could remember what it was called uh, not it was a 79 always. challenger i think always it's definitely a challenger it was a challenger, it was a challenger. I, I think it was 79 but car. it made me laugh uh and yeah the whole scene was cool and ron hit on the the continuous take what that really means these days but it, it gave the illusion of being one take right uh which is fun it did it had the christmas music rocking and uh it wasn't silent night so anytime there's a christmas song in a movie <laughs> that isn't silent night i'm all about it i that is I, that is a fun thing i, I want to see the soundtrack for this show at the very end of it just to kind of like okay so this is kind of just christmas music with some action thrown in here i'm on board just i'm all about it it's so of marvel these days to just like pick a lane and then just continue down it with their music the whole time so it makes it easier for them to differentiate tv shows and movies Super great. Um, do we feel like because Josh has hit on this now that it's it is a backdoor to Echo? Um, it seems to be setting up uh, Kingpin maybe in some sort of way. I really it's hope obviously so. setting up Kate Bishop. Is it doing too much of that, or does it all feel pretty natural and it's 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 easy to flow? I feel like it's natural so far, in my opinion. I mean, it, it doesn't feel forced yet. Although, if we're gonna hit on it too hard, it might kind of start to feel that way. But the echo scene was long at the beginning of this episode, but it was intriguing. And because she's the kind of villain here, it made perfect sense to give her a yeah, little bit of an origin within exactly. this show. That's all I yeah. really care about. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I think her story I don't is think it's kind that of weird. going to. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now we have three major characters. It's not too many. Um, it's quite possible that they only said yes to an echo show after seeing her in this role. So it's not, I don't necessarily feel like yeah, that that's a very good point. Yeah. You can feel the strings being pulled and you're like, Oh, they're just like Iron Man two. Great example of this, right? Where you're like, Oh, they're just taking all this time to set up future things. Okay. I don't they feel did that it way. bad. It yeah. Bad and it did it totally. and if I um, that it's a show, it's a little easier to do a show when things don't feel as Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's too back to piloty because for now I'm doing her as the main villain, and she could be. She could be the main villain the whole way through. Um, who knows what I they're going to do? Does, but we'll see. Um, doesn't mean that Kingpin doesn't show up right at the end. Like, but um, yeah. And if she gets a redemption arc, uh, you also got to have backstory for that to make sense and to land and for us to care. Um, so I, I mean, we have, we have three main characters. When Yelena shows up, we've already set her up. So I don't know how much time they even need to take to do that. So um, I don't know. I don't think it's that uh, it's that weird. I, I think it's going to be one of those things where Echo is going to kind of be the featured villain for the next two episodes. And then in, in the final episode, maybe she comes to the realization that Kingpin is not a good guy and he finally shows up and maybe she betrays him in some sort of way. And then that could be a perfect intro to just kind of like, okay, so her character from that point as soon as Echo starts, she kind of picks up right there where she's on the cusp of becoming a hero, but she still has some villainous tendencies. Tendencies, Yeah, maybe. I mean, we're also going to get probably some kind of weird Suicide Squad-esque team that might have Yelena on it, might have John Walker on it. Um, yeah. So maybe we're just going to get also get more heroes slash villains that um, cannot be, that are more like Thor 2 and 3 Loki, where they can't be characterize as much either it, the, like, the dark avengers is uh i think that technically the name in the in the yeah so i could also her becoming one of those two that'd be fun 
we'll see. All right, I love it. All right, before we move on and end our, uh, our talk about Hawkeye here, is there anything else you guys wanted to hit on? Any Easter egg you noticed? Any cool tidbit you wanted to mention? Did you want to just celebrate the fact that the mom didn't show up this episode, which I thought was super great because I don't like her. <laughs> yeah, she like wasn't that, there. Feel free to, to throw it in here before we move on. Um, I still love the dog. He's always fun to watch. Lucky oh, yeah. to beat the oh, dog. He's great. The, the dog I love. The dog feels to me the most like, ah, uh, see what we did. Wink, wink to like comic book fans. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If he teleports in this show, it's going to throw me off a bit because that's what he does in the comics. Yeah. Um, I just uh, hope we keep getting to know more about Clint Barton. Um I, uh, for instance, I've heard things about what this, the, the Hawkeye run that this show is kind of based on and how good it is and how there's a lot of things that run did that this show is not doing. Um, and I hope they get to some of that specifically Hawkeye reckoning with like what, um, his role as like a superhero is where he doesn't have powers and most other people do things like that. I just, I like the show so far. I hope we just keep getting more into that and we don't run off into like other character territory too much. We haven't, uh, we haven't heard anything the about character. What? We haven't heard anything about this watch in a while. Yeah, the watch has was... gone completely over everyone's head. The tracks of game didn't even like mention it when they had them captured. They did not. The whole they thing didn't... about this watch. They they didn't really. It's like it's like the tracks of game forgot about the plot and wanted to make it all about character moments and being funny, um, which I'm here for in this type of show. Yeah. So, in our in our last episode, I called them Scooby Doo villains. That's essentially what they are. They, yeah, they're they, Scooby Doo villains, except that they don't pitch any real danger. They're just kind of there and more just goons that are obstacles. Exactly. Yeah, um, I did like Kate Bishop trying to talk to them. Um, All about the girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, that was hilarious. She's she's ridiculous, and I'm here for it. Yeah, she's great. I agree. She's uh, super great. I love it. All right. Well, let's continue on then. We do have a little bit of news uh, in the world. And by that, I mean very little news. Secret Invasion news is uh, virtually nothing. I don't... Colby Smulders being in it means nothing to me because everyone's going to be in this show. Plus, Colby Smulders is just almost like an auto pick when any time Samuel L. Jackson's in one of the movies. So I'll be so, pumped to see her. I like her as an actress. So, hey, cool. Good news. Not surprised. I look forward to the many months of every time anybody is uh, announced for this show being told that about it. Like, yeah, I know they're in it. Everyone's in yeah. it. It's or are they a scroll? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll find out. They're all scrolls. The, the world is a scroll. I would love if none of them are scrolls. That's the twist. There's actually no invasion. That would be the best <laughs> of all time. It's secret invasion. Everyone like freaks out thinking something's going on. Oh, it's like, you know, the thing. But then it turns out there was never a thing there. Why? Because, like, somebody being a scroll, like, that's not interesting. If you know what's going to happen, then you're just speculating which one is it. It's like scroll roulette. Good point. Like, I don't know. Ned, Peter Parker's best friend, is a scroll. Confirmed. He's hobgoblin and a scroll, and it's going to be awesome. That's 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 my opinion. That seems like it wouldn't be awesome, to be honest. That seems no, like I know. the opposite I'm, of awesome. Being that's, that, that's the problem. That's my whole problem with Secret Invasion in general. Um, but yeah, it's great if you do, it'd be great if like a different show was actually secretly like the last episode, you're like, oh, we've been watching Secret Evasion this whole time. We didn't know it, like that would be fun. Yeah, but the fact that none of them it should just be all paranoia, none of them are scrolls. Yeah, the setup, you know, unless uh, it's I mean, The Thing is an all time great movie, but I feel like that's the only time I've ever seen this idea work really. Yes, it works great in The Thing, actually. I, yes. I like Mystique doing it in like the first X-Men or two. She did pretty good at that. It wasn't overdone, I don't think, but I, I see what you're saying. But it never, yeah, it never like throws, I don't know, it, it just makes her more interesting. I don't know that it makes, I, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. To Scrolls are weird, man. I don't know. We'll get into other news. Spider-Man, uh, Sony is, uh, has said that he's getting three more movies. <laughs> no, we know Tom Holland's sticking around. I mean, yeah. no one's really surprised. And I think Tom Holland's surprised. I think so. I love Tom Holland. He's so no, good. No, I do too. His whole quote about how if he was playing Spider-Man in his 30s, then something went kind of weird. It's like, he you're said 25. That. You're going to be playing Spider-Man in your 30s. I think that's because he wanted $40 million a movie instead of $20 million a movie. Yeah, he also, movie. like, you yeah. got to... Re- he's he's doing things right, where he's not just playing Spider-Man. He's also doing other roles 
He's uh, got that Uncharted movie coming out, which looks pretty good. Uh, he had Cherry, which All was the Russo Bros on Apple TV. That was a uh, that was a really good movie. He played like a completely different character than Peter Parker. So yeah, what was he, again? he's still I out here working. Oh, Cherry! It's on Apple TV. Cherry. It was by Much the darker. Russo Bros. Apple. Hmm? Okay. Much darker than other things he's done. Yes, hundred percent. I'll have to check it out sometime. Um, but yeah, we like I said, we're not. I don't know if I'm excited or anything because it just seemed like it was obvious that he was going to continue um, down the Spider-Man train. As long as it's successful, there's no reason to switch it. I think every Spider-Man actor is going to be at this point is going to be because yeah. they hit a wall. He's going to be the new Robert Downey and just getting paid infinite money to keep him coming back. And he's going to be like, hey, I'm, he's going to be a multi-billionaire by the time he's 40. And what are we going to do? Keep having him play Spider-Man. So, I hope so. Here we are. It just confirms he's the face of the MCU now for the foreseeable eight yeah, years. Yeah, that's not really a surprise to too many yeah. people. I mean, you could argue that Doctor Strange is... For the... If Infinity was the first saga, whatever the next saga is, he's, he's the protagonist of that, probably. Right. Does it feel... I guess I, I've had this question for a little bit. Does it feel like we're in another saga? Because it doesn't. I haven't felt... Oh. Like, I guess you'd call it the multiverse saga, I suppose. Well, that's the interesting thing because, like, it, you just kind of have to look at it differently because Endgame felt like a conclusion. Even though these other projects obviously are in the same universe, I can kind of see where the line's drawn, I guess. So I could say it's a new saga, at but least I, the way to I me, see it. It doesn't feel like it's building towards anything other than just expanding. It feels like it's yeah. expanding, not building towards anything. And that's well, I think what they want for now. They're doing the multiverse, and then there's going to be some multiverse fight event, and then that's going to turn into some big featured thing, and then Galactus is going to show up probably or something like and that. And the X Men, and and yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think other than building to the Avengers, I think in Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, like other than post credit scenes, it doesn't really feel like they're building anything. I mean, Iron Man yeah, like two is an exception. Um, and then they build the Avengers, but then that's like kind of it. You're like, oh, Thanos will show up at some point, and then it's like forever down the road when we get him finally. And you know, I'd like, I don't know. I think we're clearly getting way more characters than we used to have. I'm still convinced we're going to have four Avengers teams running around. Yeah. Um, plus, you've got the Eternals and uh, you know all this stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I think it'll feel like another saga, probably in like four or five years this is just turning into a big tree it's no longer like just a handful of movies it's like everything's branching off and doing their own things and we're gonna have a big crossover and then we're all gonna go our separate ways they're uh the cw does it a lot with their dc characters where they have their annual crossover but they have five different shows that do their own adventures for the rest of the time yeah. and honestly how would they even do if you have four avengers teams how would they even do all of them in a movie i don't know I don't know what, how many people were in Endgame. I mean, they figured yeah, it out. They sidelined a lot of the cast during a lot of the movie. There's World War um, One style, make it super political, like trench warfare. And we'll just like slowly. No. Yeah. Like they're going to have to kill a bunch of the characters they're introducing soon for like whatever movie in 10 years to be able to film. Yeah, that's why I'm starting to get the feeling that like Mark Ruffalo and Jeremy Renner are starting to come toward their end of their time in the MCU. They've got they're getting featured quite a lot right now, obviously, but I think they're coming towards the end because yeah. you can't you can't yeah. keep all these characters alive. It just doesn't work. I just think it would be interesting to me if I, I would think that for this next saga to work, it's going to have to look different, which means they're expanding it. But m- maybe we don't have an Endgame type movie where it's all the look. We yeah. probably will, but but maybe we don't because they just realize we can't just do Endgame again. Um, and maybe instead it's just like they tick the top eight superheroes people like, and that's it which sounds great to me, right? Like Endgame wasn't all of them and whatever we conclude it doesn't have to be. So maybe not all these plot lines have to go and branch into the main plot because there's too many. Yeah, especially with the TV shows and things coming. Like I, in the the future, I don't see an Echo crossing over with a Thor, you know? It's like those characters are so separated by buffer characters that it's kind of just, I can see what you're saying. I love when I have a throwaway question and then I look up and it's four and a half minutes later and we're still talking about it and it's yeah, relatively are. interesting. So good job. Nailed Kudos it. to everybody. Man, think about if you asked good questions, what would happen? I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Hopefully this next question is good because uh, I did want to segue into, it's not quite a game, but it's, I think it's an interesting little topic for us to hit on. 
Um, and it's kind of, I want to take stock of this current superhero hierarchy and where mm-hmm. we think it's going to go in the future. So I'll, I'll set the timeline to say 24 months from now, two years from right now, who are going to be the Mount Rushmore of superheroes as we see them? Um, not necessarily, you know, because right now I'd say if we think about we're going to stick within the realm of Marvel for the record. Yeah. But right now you're probably, you know, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, even though other shows have come out, those guys are still the most recognizable. Two years from now, do we think any of them get knocked off? And who would be your picks to kind of... T- yeah, I almost like the question better if you phrase it as like a new Mount Rushmore because it's going to be real hard to knock those, you know, five or six off of this Mount Rushmore. So we think even if like Iron Man doesn't exist for another two, three years, is that he's always going to always gonna be there. Yeah, He's been in, some, he's in what, 10 movies? Like it's going to take somebody else being in that many to knock him off. Fair enough. So who, who, can, who can at least elevate themselves the highest? Who can go from as low as they are now and make the biggest leap, I guess would be my question. Who, like, I got, who would you I, buy stock on if you had to buy stocks? You know, uh, I love it. Phrase it that way. That's perfect. Because someone like Spider-Man's already one of the most popular characters. He's only going to get more popular. Right. But if you buy a stock now, you're going to have to spend a lot of money. That's like buying Apple right now. It's just going <laughs> to keep going up for Amazon. But he's but yeah. still going up, though. You want to take the take the buy, you know? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but as far as like actual profit or how much it's going to exponentially increase, I would say Shuri would probably be Dang my Pick my answer. Shuri's oh, my bad. Man. She's, she's going to get featured in Wakanda forever. She's already the smartest. Give a turn order here, but Josh is going to go in and take the first. Oh, pick, I jumped so. right in. And you took my, you literally, literally five seconds before you said that, I was like, Shuri, the answer it's to this Shuri, question. Yeah. Shuri, yeah. My answer is Shuri. Um, I, I want to say Moon Knight because I think like people love Batman. He's kind of like Batman. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely not known at all. I gave Shuri right. is a he's dollar right zero. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he's 15 cents right so moon knight moon knight has got like the religious aspect potentially you've got like his mental health issues he's kind of like batman it's oscar isaac uh the unfortunate reality is people are still watching marvel movies more than the tv shows just like right. makes sense less of a commitment um not everybody still has disney plus you know maybe one day when we have to get disney plus to get a cell phone who knows that's um, a good question. Sorry to interrupt. Now, do, have we had anyone go from show to movie yet? Because these shows are still so new. Uh, and who's going to be the character to kind of make that leap? Uh, the Marvels the... is going to have Monica. Monica uh, Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Monica Rambo. Um, that comes out next year, I think. Um, so she hasn't yet, but she's already, we already know she's going to. She'll yes. In the, in the, the Captain Marvel movie. Um, I think that's the biggest example I can think of yeah well th- i mean just to keep it in the same vein to go with another character that's just going to increase in popularity uh I'll kate bishop's in- take my oh, no. okay sorry go ahead yeah, we'll <laughs> in i thought about kate bishop but i would actually i'm obviously going to go with miss marvel so oh i knew you would it. that's why i just i know, I know spoke over you. yeah um she's probably a little bit risky but she's probably a little more well-known than moon knights but not yes. that much more well-known yeah marginally um, but i think I think she's going to quickly become uh, a fan favorite because I think in her show, she doesn't have a Hawkeye to, to steal the spotlight. Really? She's going to share a movie with Miss Marvel. I mean, with Captain Marvel, but she's going to have her own show. Mm-hmm. And unless the name mix up of saying Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel gets in the way, I think she's going to be a really, really liked character. Well, yeah, um, she's got all the ingredients. She's young. She's of uh, Indian descent, which uh, people are wanting to see more representation. Cool really cool powers. Uh, she's a fun personality. She was the main character in the Avengers game, which I played through, and she's a very lovable character. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That would be my first I pick. Agree. I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna give a counterpoint answer. Uh, I my gut answer was Shuri because she, I think, is going to be the closest technologically to Iron Man so far. Um, she's going to be in both a movie and a show. Black Panther is still one of the best received, you know, critically, commercially. Hit the belly. Um, but I think my other answer would be Doctor Strange just because he's only had one movie to himself. The other three he was in, two of them were very much supporting roles. The third one was very much an ensemble in Infinity War. He's going to mm-hmm. be potentially the the character in uh, No Way Home. 
the most other than Spider-Man. And then he's getting his other movie next year, Ultimate finally. Madness, yeah. um, and so I think, and he's the other one that I think is taking, taking on the mantle of, of Tony Stark other than um, Peter Parker. And so I could see Dr. Strange in come 24 months being potentially close to the level of not, not quite there yet. Not as many movies, but getting, really getting towards. Yeah. What? You, know, you might have gotten Spider-Man stock, but I feel like he's, but you're buying pretty rich stock. He's, a lot of he's people already are pretty high up. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites the end, the end in games. the MCU. Yeah, he's yeah. I, I think I think come twenty four months from now, we could be putting Doctor Strange like, you know, we're chiseling him in next to Thor and Iron Man and Cap. Um, he'll have six movies at least under his belt by then. Two of them his own. The third one in Spider Man, which could be the biggest movie of this year. That's my answer. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah i mean I, I said kate bishop i mean she's just the actress is phenomenal she's fun in this show she they're gonna do nothing but use that actress in her draw and just really blow that up and is she, is she gonna of, be anything in the next two years though is she confirmed in anything i don't think so but i'd be super surprised if she didn't show up in anything else it'd be weird I mean, the show will only get more watched hawkeye will you know People will watch it later, I suppose. So. I wonder if it's going to be the most watched of the show so far. People like WandaVision so far, yes. But I mean, eventually, yeah. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I, would, I would doubt it is. But I am. This Cavish is an unfair answer because we're three episodes into our show, right. whereas we could be zero episodes into it and there would be a more. So it's. If you think about it that way, yes, her popularity from, from three weeks ago to where it will be two years from now is probably only going to grow. Um, I still like Spider-Man taking the leap up from very, very popular. Can't he go anywhere else, man? Just Spider-Man as a character. Challenging. So I think he's going to have a chance to challenge Batman. I'll probably fall a little short. But right now, I don't think he's he's really in the same respected league as as Batman is. And I think by the time Tom Holland wow. gets done which won't necessarily be within the next two years, but I think in general, by the time Tom Holland gets done, he will have that chance to have challenged Batman as like the iconic yeah. superhero. Yeah. Here's what you really be. name who's in charge of Warner Bros. It changes all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't even care that I've called yeah. that a fair fight. Cody, here's what it'll take, though. Here's what it'll take for Spider-Man to eclipse Batman. Batman's a character who can stand totally, completely on his own. You can give him a big cast or not. And Spider-Man, you can do that. We did that with his earlier movies. We've gotten away from that because they wanted to do something different. I think we'll have to get to the point where I think Spider-Man, I would love to see Spider-Man 4, 5, and 6 where he doesn't need a co-lead who's some other big, huge name like Samuel Jackson, Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch. I think we do that. He's up there with Batman. Um, He doesn't need it, but yeah, I see what you're saying. It's nice to have that little support there. And he has had that in every movie so far, so that's a good point where – he hasn't had to stand on his own so much. His entire arc has been about Iron Man so far, to a large extent. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see him get past that. Yeah, um, I mean, I love Spider-Man. He's great. Do you want any other answers? I'll throw this, I'll throw this bad boy up do here. Do I have any other answers? I mean, Echo's going to be popular. Oh, um, Riri so. Williams' Ironheart. That's going to be another one where it's gonna be sim- a similar vein to like a marvel zombies is this some weird what if garbage what is this yes oh, yeah is. you did, yeah it's a whole it's, it's an animated show it's it's not yeah. it's so dumb it's dumb i hope that means it's not in what if at all is my hope is this, is this real Ooh. is this even is yes. this a joke I'm, i don't no, even actually know marvel zombies it's 100 real it's yeah. getting its own show yes so uh, not not being an episode in what if season two it's just actually going to be its own full show wow. and i hate it with a passion that uh, I missed that news, and I'm kind of disappointed. I saw it now. Riri Williams is a character, man. I want to see what they do with that one because I there's only so much room for featuring people in the MCU, like we're talking about, where they're gonna make the giant leap. And I wonder, we haven't seen anything from this character yet. I don't know if she's gonna kind of fall to the background a little bit, like maybe a Black Widow type role where everybody likes Black Widow, but is she anyone's favorite Avenger? I think that's the type of role we're going to see Riri come into. But again, I'm this is all speculation. She might be the most popular character in the last 30 years. We'll see. 
All right, one one last question here. Everyone gets one answer. I will let Ron go first this time. We're going to short someone's stock. Who's a hero that you think people will less appreciate, will like less two years from now, whether it's from just bad representation or just being kind of ignored, that we're going to be like, you know what? That person's stock definitely took a hit in these last not couple the, years. Not the question I wanted to to go first on. Um <laughs> I got my. Just there, aren't many, there aren't too many characters that's happened to in the MCU so far. Um, I'm really curious to see what they do with Captain Marvel in the Marvels um, because I think that, like, when that movie came out, the most of the negative reception was like, kind of like, oh, she's a powerful woman. Like it was like that kind of garbage stuff. I think since then people have reflected on that movie, and and a lot of people have realized it's not. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure if this right. is controversial, but I'll say it right now. She's already my least favorite. I dislike her a lot. Her character. Yeah, I'm just saying, favorite. I think there was some buzz, at least when that movie came out. So I'm curious to see, like, I think if, if the Marvels comes out and people just can't stop talking about the other two characters and with Captain Marvel, they're just like, uh, I think. She's the worst part of her own movie. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that would, that would be a, a problem for her. Whereas I can I also see, like. I could see that not happening. I could see her having like Brie Larson's an amazing actress. I could see them like digging deeper into that character and doing something really cool with her. So for the moment, uh, but my, my, for the moment, my answer is her because I could see people that maybe liked her the first time around kind of coming around to like, oh, she's kind of um, the most boring aspects of Captain America mixed with Superman. Um, yeah, and uh, I hope that doesn't happen. As I said, Brie Larson's amazing. I could. S- I'm going to go with that for now until I think of a better answer after Josh goes. Yeah, I, I do have one thing we forgot to add in the last section. I'll just mention it offhandedly. Blade is another character that's just going to get super popular. Oh, he's yeah, already been popular before. A great yeah, answer. He's going to be yeah. super high up there. But as far as characters out. that are going to tank, maybe not tank, but go down, mine is Hulk. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. His character. Where's it? Where's it going? He got the more Mark Ruffalo's around, and the less Hulk is around. I feel like it's not not a good thing for his brand. Or the more he's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just his character. It's weird because even though the Incredible Hulk isn't a fantastic movie, that's still to this day my favorite version of Hulk in the MCU. So really, it's all been downhill for me so far. I mean, he was fun in Ragnarok. He's a character. Yeah, he's he's fine. But that character, I don't see him gaining any traction. He, maybe a little when he has the She-Hulk thing, he'll get featured on that. But it's probably not. Be, probably in a lame way. Not much. I mean? Exactly. I, I think Hulk, I think he's Hulk one. Smash. If I had to bet on someone yep. going full Lions, going sixteen oh sixteen and one, then that's yeah. that's my bet. I'm gonna go with uh, this. Might seem like a a little bit of a probably a bad take, but I think because it's it's a stock you'd have to buy high. I think it's actually going to go down, and that's going to be Wolverine. I think his stock will lower in the MCU. I think we will always see his time in the Fox universe as peak Wolverine. That was the best version of it. What if they bring Hugh Jackman back? (laughs) I don't think they will. That's I think my that's why my okay, but okay, that's that's fair. But if they bring Hugh Jackman back, that's a dumb thing yeah, to say. But I, I'm betting against that. I'm but X Men ninety seven. Huh? Yeah, X Men ninety. But he's not yeah. the best part of X Men ninety. He's a great part of X Men ninety seven. Um, I, I have another answer. I'm going to say quickly for the same reasons as Hulk. Right? I think Hulk is a character that started off pretty serious and has gotten more and more humorous. I think Great Ragnarok. I think Greece since then to his detriment. Right? He's just like a punchline now, mm-hmm. rather than like us digging into the psychology of that. Um, I think. Other characters that I could see if they just continue to just be hilarious and not stay grounded, Drax or Star Lord. I could I see. Almost said the I almost Guardians. went Guardians. I almost. I could Guardians see through. those two characters if they just continue to be hilarious and not only Guardians three, but also potentially the Groot show, potentially the Christmas Guardians show or whatever thing they're doing, potentially Thor four if they're wow. just hilarious the whole time. Um, them getting to the point where they they kind of grade on people. It's worth stating that Batista's leaving. So he's got like two more movies left, and then that that actor is done playing the character, and I don't think anyone would be a fan of them recasting. So if anything, he's just gonna die, which is sad because Drax's backstory is actually pretty gangster, and we never really got to go into it on his whole 
being the destroyer in the video game that they have out right now. I've been playing it and in that universe he uh he killed Thanos. So it makes him even cooler. So I I was so close to buying that game, dude. It was like right there. I got my PS5 finally. It was like the first game I'm gonna buy. And then Walmart didn't have it. So I didn't buy it. Buy it on the PlayStation Store for Cyber Monday, but whatever. It was cheaper for the Cyber Monday deal, but it doesn't matter. Well, so that's I couldn't. Whatever. Moving on. Um, Yeah. So I feel pretty good about my Wolverine answer, despite what everyone on the internet's going to say. You watch that in the future. You will. You will realize. I mean, it it is hard to say because if they do recast him, it's going to be hard to win me over. And Wolverine's always been my favorite Marvel character of all time, so I'd be a prime example of that. Well, he's just like he in the Fox movie. He had his own like trilogy of movies. Uh, and he was featured in like four other ones. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you. I get where you're coming from. I think they can do it. I think they've recasted so many other characters over the years. Nobody There's can an recast argument here, though. You can't recast <laughs> Batman. You can't recast James Bonds. You can't recast Spider Man. We recast all of them. Was, if you talk about that. in the MCU, he hasn't shown up yet, so he's currently at zero. So can he go further down? If no, there's even one person that loved. likes you, Wolverine shown up yet. He would still be among like, the first five people listed, even though he's not even in. Like people love Wolverine. Yeah, he's great. He's, I think I, Wolverine. You gotta have him be with cool people. Give a Wolverine Hulk movie. We solve two of these problems. That would right? be. Ooh, I almost don't want them to bring Wolverine back. At least they should <laughs> let it be breathe. The Hulk? What? They should let it breathe though. Like let that character be what he was. And I don't know. He's too popular for that to happen. They're leaving money on the table, but. It's gonna be hard for God, I think my our generation of people seeing anyone else play the character is gonna be. Yeah, they'll get over it. Like Brian said, we always do eventually, um, because we'd hear about it from casting, we'd see it in a trailer, and we'd have forever to know. Right, the Joker, same deal. Nah, I don't know. Jared Leto happened. <laughs> well, they made a whole Joker movie, which is not the same character at all. But you know, you know the movie's named after him. It made like a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, you know. okay, that's one of the, my favorite movies of all time. So yeah, so. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Well, uh, it's time. If you guys uh, are ready for our super famous uh, section that we do at the end of all these things, um, we have the same name for it every week. It's great. And I totally remember it is. I'm going to say it right now. It's that part at the end um, where we discuss who is most definitely going to be in Spider-Man. No way far from can't get back home ever home Spider-Man. Who's going to be in this movie? Spider-Man's coming up. We, we've heard a lot of great casting so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything from, from Jimmy Hoffa to, to Jeremy Irons, uh, method acting. To, I think at one point someone said there was going to be a chair in this movie. I mean, so. you said chair. I said yeah. Burt Ward with a diaper playing Robin from Batman yeah. 66. So. There's been so, there's been some good ones. So we're excited. And these things are all facts. Uh, we fact-checked yeah. all of these. So you can mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. They've been confirmed. Uh, I go to the grave 100%. These are going to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Josh, this week... I know you did a lot of research. I did a lot of research. Definitely in the next Spider-Man movie. Now, here's the interesting thing is there was confusion on who this actor is actually playing because he has a similar look to multiple characters. But I can confirm not to be outdone by Lucky the Pizza Dog. They hired another Golden Retriever and it is Old Yeller himself making his return. Old Yeller, we, not to be confused with Airbud, because a lot of people right. had that speculation that Airbud yeah, was going to be featured. Photos and, right, right, yeah, the casting photos. Golden Retriever. Old Yeller didn't die at the end of the movie. No, he's, he's actually rabies. He's the villain. He has rabies, and he's going to be featured in Spider-Man: just, No Way Home. Yeah, it's the start of the Marvel vo- zombie show, really. Is what uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of like another one of those backdoor sequel, or you know intro things that's it's, intense i like yeah, it uh, i know it's crazy ron you haven't had to come up with an answer for a while here so but you, yeah but you know you're plugged here's, in yes here's what's gonna happen here's what happened i i have the actor confirmed but but not the character they're playing um okay. similar, yep. similar to the end of the eternals we're going to hear the voice of ben affleck and we're not going to be sure if they're setting up a multiverse with the old daredevil or God. batman but we're definitely going to hear his voice and we're not yeah. sure Mm-hmm. Not sure which character it is. Full DC crossover. That's yeah. seems to yeah. post credit scene. Do we confirm it's in a post credit scene? Is that do we know? Uh, it's in, it's in the the mid credit scene. I think. 
It's in the mid-credit scene. So yeah. we already know there's six credit scenes at the end of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Make sure to watch all of them. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's the third or fourth one. And actually, I, I, I've not had this confirmed, but there's a rumor that that they haven't actually decided uh, the, the producers uh, which of those characters it actually is is yet. They're, They're going to weird... yeah, we'll response. Fan response is going to decide which of those two characters is going to be. We are sure that he's not playing the angel from Kevin Smith's movie where uh, he was uh, the, the biblical angel. I think it was Gabriel. He's it not playing that character. Like, yeah, not that. Not that. Okay. The other okay. characters are too beloved. Had to make sure. Gotcha. That does make sense. Um, so you guys know that I take this very seriously. And I've put yeah. a lot of work into making sure that you guys are getting good uh, reliable information and i want it to like be able to go to the bank and be like hey this is who's in this movie um, that on vegas vegas odds so mm -hmm. this one came as a surprise to me so i had to go back i had to double check with my source um yep. i put in a call to feige he didn't respond but my source was like hey this is happening um he hasn't been wrong yet he was uh he was right when he said that Spider-Man was going to be in Spider-Man. So I feel pretty good that he's a oh, reliable dude. source. <laughs> this <laughs> guy, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy knows what he's, exactly. So I, I feel good about his answer. Um, And he tells me that with a hundred percent fact, yep. the entire, and I mean the entire, yep. the entire cast of Looney Tunes oh. are in this movie. They, they just had wait, a role in Space Jam. Are Pepe they, are they, what? Pepe Le Pew as well? He got oh. canceled. Oh, no, no, no. Pepe, Pepe Le Pew uh, did get canceled. I can confirm that he's actually not in this movie. Okay, okay. Similar to James Before Franklin, I thought, before I thought that sounds too, too ridiculous to be true, but when you say that, yeah, that no. puts us in accurate spoiler. Well, and, they, they're really buying in their stock right now because they did just do a movie with LeBron James, so that's kind yeah, of a big deal. The, the thought was that Hi, why is it not the Mickey and gang, you know, Disney a little crowd? Makes like, a little bit more sense. Tony was like, dude, we don't even like Disney. We want to no. do everything we can to just screw Disney. So they went and got the Looney Tunes uh, behind their back. Kevin Feige doesn't actually know that this is happening. That's probably why he didn't get back to me. He's probably upset. Yeah, okay, so. <coughs> it's but like yeah, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type of situation <sighs> where we're just getting yep. the cross that we didn't want. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be super. They're going to keep them as 2, 2D animated drawings as well. So it's going to look weird. They're going to be out of place. And I love it. Yeah, and in the Flash movie, you know who knows? Maybe we'll get Mickey Mouse showing up. You never know. You never know. Oh man, double multiverse crossover! I love that idea. I get do think Mickey that's Mouse the and Flash. That's what's ultimate. happening here. Bugs Bunny. The ultimate ending to the MCU will Iron be a Man. DC crossover movie. Uh, that's my official declaration of how this weird. That uh, one's not confirmed, though. You can't confirm that one yet. I can't confirm. We, we can confirm the characters we just. I said. can confirm that Looney Tunes are in Spider-Man. Uh, no, no way home. So that's exciting. All yeah, these, all these no answers are exciting. Frankly, I know I, it's crazy. I, I love really star-studded cast is what I'm, what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is what you guys want every time, right? You guys want this, this movie's going to be so big that I think we're going to show up. It's going to be like Dune. It's going to say part one, and you know, <laughs> oh, there has to be this many characters. <laughs> yeah, I hope that's not your reveal in the next yeah. episode. Is like I've been confirmed that the subtitle part one is in this movie. Yeah, the post credit scenes are actually we're actually going to see those in a year when part two comes out. That okay. sounds okay. okay. Awful. Um, well, thanks guys for hanging out. Uh, obviously, like, subscribe, join the Facebook group. Keep us growing. We are only getting more and more viewers every episode. Um, I got one more plug here, Coach. Oh, yes. I All right. So, uh, yeah, no, you were just on this yesterday. Josh Kennedy from Facebook. I'm actually starting another podcast that's going to be more oh. interviewing and it is going to be called Radioactive Paper Cuts. It's going to be available on all platforms tomorrow. So Tuesday or the 7th. Yes, that seems right. And that's going to be the first episode. We got an interview with uh, my buddy Darius, who does the Don't Argue, Don't Argue with Idiots podcast. And then later, we're going to have a coach here help me yes. stream The Witcher. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to talk about things that aren't Marvel. Not that I don't love talking about things that are Marvel. Love Marvel. Um, but it's a chance to explore a little bit in a little different space. So it's worth a listen, and it's it's a little more. It's more personal. You guys get to yeah, learn a little bit personal. about me and my friends. So I, I hope everyone tunes in. And the streaming stuff is going to be fun. We're going to go across different types of things. We're doing The Witcher, then probably going to do Peacemaker in January. We're going to do all sorts of nerd stuff. But that is the core of this new show is just nerd culture. I'll even get Ron on an episode. Why not? Yeah, Let's get I've him in there, too. I've heard he likes Star Trek, so you might want to ask him if that's true or Ooh, not. Could you talk about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rumors have been confirmed. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, join us next week again, of course. We'll be excited to, to talk some more Hawkeye. And we'll see if...